That was fast. That was fun. That was so much fun, but it was fast. I was making sure that we were on Facebook, so I wasn't really paying attention to hitting the buttons. I was like, doing my hair, doing the thing. We are on Facebook. So everyone who's listening, we finally got on Facebook. And you can write your comments at 745 and talk to us live. Talk to us live. Because so, for a hot minute there, we thought that we were, you know, past our prime technology-wise. We were having difficulties the last few days, sending everyone to Facebook, and it wasn't working. So we apologize. It's good now. Now we Brenna, are if you're watching, hi. <laughs> you said hi to us, and we we're doing a test, and I was like, but Kelly, Janet's on. I feel like I should chat with her. There was no time. Yes. Thank you, Janet, for writing in for us. Thank you. So I'm so excited about today. I'm excited about all the days actually, but today's super, super, super exciting. Why? Because we're diving in to mindfulness, which, you know, the girls who talk about the power of your subconscious mind, it seemed uh, fitting. But more importantly, you know, mindfulness seems to be this trendy buzzword you know in the last i would say what five to seven years people are throwing it around a lot you know be more mindful be more mindful practice mindfulness be in the present moment but what does it really mean to be mindful and if you're someone who's never considered mindfulness or thought it was taboo or mindfulness equals meditation or it's a little out there and woohoo why are we talking about it why is it so important to you know understand what the art of mindfulness is and how does it relate to fast permanent weight loss? How does it tie into not only being mindful in life, but mindful eating and creating that perfect alignment, the body mind connection, which is everything we talked about last episode. Right? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I was like, Kelly, this is my jam today. And she's like, whoa, what? And I'm like, just, this is my jam. I'm going to talk about this. Let's have a conversation about mindfulness yeah. because it's so important. It is so important. So why don't we... So what does mindfulness mean to you, Kelly? I'm curious. <laughs> mindfulness means to me that you are conscious of what you're thinking that you are conscious of what is happening in the here and now. Yeah. Did I get it right? Yeah, it's exactly what it is, you know, and we were having a conversation before the show of how do you really explain mindfulness? And for me, the best way, you know, the, the way that I heard it um, in doing, you know, my mindfulness coaching um, course was 
that we spend most of our lives, if you think about it, either in rewind or in fast forward. So we're either talking in past tense or in future tense in anticipation of something or reviewing something that's happened. And that in between is the present moment. And while you're reviewing what's happened and then anticipating how to do that differently or coming up with the next part, like the next move, the next step, what am I gonna do next? What are you missing in that moment? What are the cues, the, the miscues, the, the sensations in your body, the thoughts that are coming up that, you know, I refer to it as our inner guidance system, right? Or intuition, which we're all born with. So you're kind of muting that inner guidance system when you're always living in the past or living in fast forward and not really breaking long enough to just stay in this moment, observe how you're feeling and then move forward moment by moment, kind of like play by play, right? Like sports game. Yeah, exactly. And it's very, very important for people with anxiety to know that if you have anxiety, it is 100% because you are either living in the past or you're living in the future. Because in the present moment, is there is nothing to worry about at the present moment. The past is something that you're reliving and you're worrying that you did it wrong. It was, you know, you're reliving it, something, whatever. And then, and then the future, those little thoughts. Yes. And then the future is you're worried about what is going to happen in the future. So that's another thing to bring you back that when you have anxiety in your body or you're feeling it, it's very important to bring yourself to your thoughts and say, what am I thinking right now? oh, I'm thinking of something in the past or, oh, I'm worrying about something in the future and bring yourself back to the present. And we say, you know, anxiety, um, not just people with anxiety, people who are, you know, like me, we're just born overthinkers. We live in our head. That stems from, you know, being a people pleaser, being a carer, wanting to care for everyone and, you know, everyone around us, nurturing always trying to be one step ahead of everyone's expectations, you know, especially as a mom, Kelly, you, you know, you know, as a working mom, as women, I know men that are watching this relates to you as well, but I speak for my species right now, because that's what I know for sure. But we have so many things going on that it's almost, you know, it almost seems impossible until you really dive into it and you understand how life changing mindfulness can be and how much more you can squeeze out of life, how much more pleasure, how much more health and well-being, how much more real connection. But until you do that, it almost seems impossible because you're like, you know, Kelly and I were talking today and it was yes. Oh, by the way. Oh, sorry, Kelly. I have to. Yesterday was Kelly's birthday. So happy birthday, Kelly. And I wanted to throw her a big party, but you know, we, we got busy. So you guys in the chat later, happy birthday to Kelly. I'm not going to say her age, but doesn't she look radiant and beautiful? But yesterday was her birthday. And on top of, you know, working everything she needed to do and planning for the show and this and that, and her kids are in sports, which is normal. Our children are in sports, they're in activities. So imagine now you're working through your day of the things you have to do. And then there's all of the family life that goes around it. There's the children, their needs, their expectations, nurturing, caring for them. You have the sports, you have all of the things going on. So your brain is always firing. What do we need to do next? How can I speed it up? We don't have enough time in one day. How often do you hear yourself say that? There's not enough time in one day for me to care for me. 
Mike actually said that to me on my birthday. He goes, what do you want for your birthday? Because I cannot give you 25 hours in a day. And I know that that's all you want. <laughs> and it's very true. That's all I want is one extra hour. It's true. What mindfulness does is brings us back to the present moment. And you learn that what happened in the past, you can't change. What's coming up in the future, you have to learn to trust in yourself that you're getting it done and you'll do it more efficiently when you're mindful of the here and now, right? Because instead of worrying about not spending enough time with your kids, while they're in front of you, whatever moment that is that that shows up for you, you'll be present in the moment. So it's little things like saying, well, instead of bringing my cell phone to the dinner table, I'm gonna make dinner time more meaningful. And so you just start creating ways in your life that just naturally you know, make it seem like there's more time in a day. But instead of, you know, I notice this when I talk to my children all the time, I don't know if you can relate, but it's always the conversations are almost like those, what do you call them? Like, you know, the DMMs, the daily morning meetings at the office, you know, in corporate, it's like, what are we banging out today? What are we doing? And I find myself having conversations like that with the kids, especially during the school year. It's like, do you have your book? Do you have your this? Do you have your that? Do you have this? Don't forget you have this. Blah, 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 blah. Bye, I love you. And every day seems to loop on and on and on like that. And then the whole year goes by and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, you're not never really in that moment connecting with them as, as, as human beings and being part of their development. You're kind of just watching it happen because we're so stuck in the what needs to be done in the future. Yeah. That's my two cents on that. I think a very important thing to always remember when you're thinking about mindfulness is being aware of what you're thinking. Yeah. And being aware of what's happening around you and what's going on in the present moment. So yeah. the here and now, right now, you know, you may not have a million hours in the day, but the time that you do have, be aware of that time and be aware of what you're saying, doing, thinking. And that's the first thing yeah. that you can possibly do to start your journey on weight loss. You may think that, weight loss. Yeah, that you may think that this has nothing to do with weight loss. Like, why am I listening to this? I'm here for weight loss. Yeah. But mindfulness is so key to every single aspect of weight loss. Did you want to say something? No, it is. And that's why I said, you know, in, at the beginning of the show, some people still think that this is woohoo. We're always looking for that quick fix. We're always looking for something external because isn't it more convenient it's so much easier if you can go online, spend 20 bucks, spend 50 bucks or $100 on a product that's going to help you lose weight fast, right? Because then you don't have to do anything really, but yeah. take something. And so mindfulness is challenging because a lot of people are unhappy in their lives and in their bodies. Um, and so going inwards seems like what they're going to encounter is just like a big black hole of yuck. Mm-hmm. And mindfulness, when you're starting the practice, is to sort of look at it through a different lens. It's to detach yourself, to be more present in the moment. But when you're observing your thoughts, your feelings, what's coming out of your mouth, you're not doing it in a critical way or in a judgmental way. You're not there to say, oh, my God, I can't believe I just thought that. How do I stop that? Because then you get back in that monkey mind, the, the looping thoughts. It's just from a very nurturing point of view to observe, almost sort of detached from yourself to say, yeah, this is how I react in those situations. When I react like that, I get flustered. When I get flustered, I get sad and angry. And you just start noticing 
your physical symptoms, the sensations in your body when certain thoughts come up, certain emotions come up. And this helps you so much to create that alignment, that body-mind connection, which is so, so crucial for permanent weight loss, for retraining your subconscious mind. That is the biggest point right there is that everything that MSW4 is the diet pill, the, you know, something that you buy that you're just hoping you take it and it's, you don't have to do anything for it. And then you lose weight. All of ex everything externally that you do and that you put in your body or that you do to your body may help you, but it will not last. It'll always be temporary. Yeah. Until you change yeah. the way that yeah. you think and the way that you feel. Everything is inside you. Everything. And that's, you know, that's what's remarkable, you know, about our program. I speak about our program and of course, cause it's ours and I'm so passionate about it. And, but it's, it's the truth. You don't need to spend money on diets, diet pills, expensive exercise equipment, expensive gym memberships. You were literally born with, you know, this vehicle, this body, this avatar that is here to guide you. It's here to help you. You have everything inside of you. But we're so constantly distracted and we live in a consumer driven society where companies want to make money, you know, through marketing and advertising and our subconscious mind. Like we talked about last episode, the power of the mind. You see a commercial like uh, Kelly's daughter, Taylor, she sees a commercial for pizza and it's mommy, mommy, I want pizza. We're constantly bombarded and distracted. There's so much noise going around us that there's not really any time unless you make it a practice. Mm -hmm. to quiet down your mind, go inside and really listen. That's why the name of the show today is, you know, stop making excuses and start asking questions because the only way you're going to get answers is if you start asking questions as opposed to making statements, right? And we talked about it last episode. When you're saying things, you own it. So when you say things like, I'm going to die if I don't eat soon, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we were talking about. I love cake. When you're making those statements, you're owning it. So how do you expect the cycle to change? Yeah. If you say to yourself that I'm starving, then when you eat, your body's going to say, oh, my God, I have to eat everything in front of me because we're not going to eat again. Yeah. Like these things, your, your mind is react, your body is reacting to the thoughts that are in your head. And we talked about this a lot in the last episode that yeah. the words and the pictures in your head have a huge effect on you. But think about it, Kelly, you know, we don't realize it because everyone does it. This is just that, you know, the society, this is our culture, at least in North America, I can't speak for every, you know, culture in the world. But if you really think about it, how silly does it sound? How insensitive does it sound that when we're hungry and it's just been a few hours since our last meal that we say that we're starving, that we say something as powerful and poignant as I'm going to die if I don't eat. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is, you know, it's insensitive. It's insane. It's ridiculous. And we've sort of, uh, what's the word I used today? Kelly was like, is that a real word? Tabooized? <laughs> Tabooized? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like 
or I love chocolate cake. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with cake, you know? Um, you know, I'm making love to these truffles and all of these cute, funny things we say. But in reality, if you stop long enough to hear what you're saying and feel the reaction in your body, you are creating the pattern that you're stuck in. That same body, if you flip the script on your, your mindset, become a little more mindful. And we're not talking about, you know, zero to 60. You've, ne you've never dabbled in mindfulness and tomorrow you'll be doing, you know, the tree pose out in your garden and your sun salutations and you'll be meditating for three hours a day. But just to be aware of the things you say when you say it, you'll catch yourself going, that sounds absolutely absurd. Mm -hmm. I used to say that all the time. I'm starving. I'm literally starving. Oh my God, I'm starving. I'm dying. And you stop and you listen and you go, oh. And when you realize how powerful that is and how that actually manifests itself as a symptom in your body, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's life changing. We won't go back into it because we talked about it so much last week, uh, last episode. But the key is really this is part of flipping the script because with hypnosis and through the power of hypnosis, you can quiet your mind. You can identify the limiting belief. We can help you weed that garden. We can eradicate it. We can help you reframe your beliefs. But if you continue using the words that you're used to, using this kind of language and not being aware and conscious of when you're eating, what you're doing while you're eating, the words you're saying to yourself while you're eating, even something as little as always eating, standing up and stress, saying, I never have time to eat. I never have time to eat. All of those things play a big role, but it's just starting to be aware of them little by little that make a difference. And think about how many people eat at their desk when they're working or, you know, you eat in front of the TV or you eat. How, how do I do it? Where's my arrow? <laughs> how do I point to you? Wait, yeah. oh, we are backwards. Yeah, we were talking about this today and I, she's like, oh, well, I do that. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you know, you're working 20 hours a day almost. But what she's eating is nutritious and she's mindful of what was it today that you were eating? You were eating delicious grapes. You know, the power of the subconscious mind. She's telling me she's eating these delicious grapes and I'm there salivating on the other the other end of the phone. Not that she's counting the grapes. I'm not sure that you are, but she's also not bringing the whole bag. Right. So she's yeah. Controlled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so one of the big <laughs> I'm so gel. I'm so gel. I wanted to stick little glitter rhinestones on my microphone, but I didn't have to. Yeah, I think we need to up this. We need to yeah. Yeah. We, we need, need to have fun. Yeah, we need to have some fun. But this is this is the first, this is the homework we want you to do. Okay. Yeah, there's homework, but it's because we'll love you and we want you to see amazing results. For the next few days, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, just start being aware of your thought patterns towards food. Is it first thing when you wake up in the morning? Are you someone that right away when you wake up, you need to eat in the morning? What are your first thoughts? Um, I have, you know, people in my entourage who from the first moment they open their eyes, it's like, I'm running late. What am I going to eat? I have to get something to eat. I'm going to, I'm going to go to work and then hear the panic. Huh? <laughs> so your entourage. You're already well, you know, you don't want to drop any names, but it's, 
very evident that that's that's important and it's not in a like yeah you know i have to eat at some point today because we all have to eat to survive but it's from the first from the first moment you wake up how does that show up how does that make you feel you know you're starting to feel anxious because you're running low on time and you have to get breakfast in and if not you start thinking i'm not going to have a great day because i'm going to get hungry and there's going to be traffic you see where i'm going with this so just to be aware to be mindful of how that shows up because that thought pattern goes back to scarcity of food yeah so it's very powerful or the opposite is you just kind of leave the house and you'll go the whole day without eating and you won't think about food until you get grumpy you're low on energy you start feeling tired or you say you know every day around three o'clock i need to drink a red bull or i need to have a cup of coffee because my energy is so low just we want you guys to just be more aware be more mindful of your thoughts around food you know the one thing that i never realized and this may be so obvious to you emma but to me when i was doing the mindful work of you know actually listening to my thoughts and realizing i never realized that the thoughts in my head were not me like the thoughts in my head and the thoughts that are going through your head i was like oh this is this is my dialogue this is who i am like i'm saying these things to myself but you don't realize how on autopilot you are with you know your past is coming up in your thoughts and all that so the second you can detach yourself from your thoughts and realize that you can control them is a huge deal. Huge thing. Yeah. And part of not taking, you know, practicing detachment like that is so powerful because it really helps in your reaction. You know, someone who, for me, you know, I've shared my issues with, you know, my chronic weight issues, my struggles with gaining weight, being overweight, um, you know, Kelly is my my therapist on retainer. We talk about stuff all the time when it comes to food. I used your word retainer. Mm -hmm. I made myself sound so smart. Um, but those, um, oh, but going, okay, I lost my thought. The language you say to yourself, the scarcity of food, the thoughts that come into your mind, practicing detachment. Okay, I got back. Pra practicing detachment is so great because for me, one of the big, biggest things when it comes to food and, you know, what was my story was an emotional leader, but not just emotional, sad or upset or heartbroken, all the kinds of emotions. It's like, I'm so, 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 so happy today. Today's the best day ever. We got to eat. Let's bake a cake. Let's have a cake, but not one cake. Let's have a pie too. You know, food is happy and it's filling and it's comforting. And then when you're sad and heartbroken, it's a different kind of food. And so anything that was anything emotional at all, I would comfort myself, reward myself, celebrate life with food. So when you practice mindfulness and conscious detachment, mm -hmm. you're able to laugh at yourself and see, you know, when I get upset, I eat, but why am I getting upset? Why does this have to affect me? Why does it have to upset me? And so you're able to go through many layers of healing that ultimately help you lose weight from the inside out. And that's something we go so much more in depth in our 12 week program. Um, but it just to detach yourself. And like Kelly said, the voice that's in your head, 
how many times a day, Kelly, when you have that conversation with yourself, now that you know, you can actually laugh at yourself. Oh yeah. I do this a lot and I don't know if this helps anybody, but when I, um, I work in the basement and I go upstairs to say hi to my family, you know, <laughs> still alive. yeah, I'm still here. Here comes yeah. the troll from under the bridge. <laughs> anyway. Um, I go upstairs and I go to the kitchen because that's, you know, right where you go when you go upstairs and I go to the kitchen and I'm like, okay, why am I in here? Why am I going for food? Am I hungry? And then if I say to myself, like, no, I'm just kind of bored. You know, like if you, if you consciously have that conversation with yourself, like, why am I going for these chips right now? Yeah. Are chips really going to fill me up? No, yeah. they're not going to fill you up. They're going to make you feel better from some reason or something that you're not feeling your best. Yeah. Have that conversation with yourself and ask yourself, why am I going to eat this? It's so true. <laughs> I'm just getting images of myself in the kitchen being yeah. like property taxes just came in, you know, and you're just yeah. munching down and it's like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, why are you bills coming in or anticipation or, you know, one of the things I've stopped doing in the last year is stopped watching the news. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, that's something that I did religiously, trying to stay on top of it, trying to, you know, I would screenshot the numbers. I was sure, you know, The Walking Dead was was happening and we'd all manifested this and there was going to be zombies. And I got so stuck in my head and I could feel a shift in my body, just, you know, more low energy, more worry. Worry for me is how can I, you know, I, I need to appease. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I see... I see visually like a fire burning, you know, the anxiety, the stress, the worry of something that you can't control and food just kind of like blowing out, snuffing out that flame a little bit. And it got to the point where it was like, okay, when something big happens, I can listen to the headlines in the morning. I don't need to be watching the news for five hours a day, stuffing my face. But that's one of the things that showed up for me. You know, it was like just sitting in front of the TV, like Kelly's saying, next thing you know, the whole bag of chips is gone. There's no nutrition. There's, it's, it's insane. And that's why eating in front of the TV or having a TV in your kitchen is so detrimental to your health and well-being. Yeah. You so know, if you're going to eat in front of something or if you're going to eat in front of us, yeah, come in front of us and eat. No, if you're going to sit down in front of the TV or sit down in front of your desk, take a portion and put it in front of you. Yeah. Don't take the bag of chips because your body, and we learned this in our training, which is amazing, is that like the way that they make these chemical induced products is so that you can eat a lot of it, that it digests and goes into your body and it's like, feed me more, num, 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 num. Yeah. And it is made for that reason and for that purpose so that you can eat tons of it. Like they even say on the bag of chips, bet you can't have just one, you know, like the marketing is spot on finger licking good, you know, all of these things that make you think of comfort and fast. And um, I mean, there's definitely some brains behind advertising and marketing, but it's our job as consumers to educate ourselves and to learn self-control. You know, we can blame marketing. We can blame these companies until we're blue in the face. That's not about to change. So we have to learn to really master our minds and self-control. And when we have issues with chronic weight, learn that there's limiting beliefs behind that. 
but again, this episode is centered on mindful eating and using your body, your inner guidance system to help you through this. And that's the next, you know, 15 minutes of the show is devoted to really learning how your body can tell you what is good for it and what is not. This is remarkable. We studied this hours and hours upon this in our training. For me, it was so mind-blowing and fascinating that I would run to my kids' bedrooms and be like, you have to practice this with me. I want to see if this is true um, because they show us that your mind will tell you, your body will tell you, will have a physical reaction to foods that are not good for it if you just quiet down your mind long enough to listen for the answer. And I think, Kelly, after... Um, our little sizzle thing. You have a video for us. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break here, people. <laughs> people. And we're back. <laughs> So Kelly actually reenacted um, some of the experiments that you know we learned um, during our training, which is phenomenal, and that I've practiced with my family as well. She made the, the most adorable recording, and she'll share with us in a moment. But some of the questions, you know, stop making excuses, start asking questions. So I really want to take a minute and just guide you through some of the questions that you can start asking yourself when it comes to food, when it comes to your weight. Um, you know, have a conversation with your body. I know this sounds woohoo, but your body will give you the answer. It will show its alignment with you through different sensations. For me, you know, my whole life, and I never knew what it was until, you know, this past year and a half, but when I would meet someone that I really, really connected with and really liked, my hands would always tingle. My hands would get almost like this, this electricity at the tips of my fingers. I never knew what it was, but now I know that that's my sign, that this is a person that's just like their energy matches mine. Um, some people will get chills, they'll get goosebumps. There's different techniques to just, once you quiet down your mind, to listen to what those signs and sensations are. But your body is a living, breathing thing. Okay. We don't have a manual for it, but science shows that there is a real connection. And we dive so much more into that in our 12-week program, like we talked about. But ask yourself questions like, what, what is my ideal weight? And just listen for the answer. Because what you think you want may not be what's best for you. You may want to drop 100 pounds, but your body may be at its optimal health if you lose 80 pounds. You know, what foods are best for my body? You can ask yourself those questions. What foods are best for my digestion in the morning? Maybe you're someone who has a lot of carbs in the morning, but your body would work better. You'd have more energy if you started with, you know, something different. And again, this is not a diet. It's not about rest restriction. It's about opening that line of communication, exploring different avenues with your body. Make this fun, make this exciting, and wait for the answers. And you might want to do this in private at first because, you know, you're in the grocery store talking to a cucumber, asking yourself, body, do you want this cucumber for dinner? 
people might look. You can do it internally, but try it. Try it. You know, cut yourself an orange and ask yourself, is this something that my body wants? And you'll feel, you'll feel that reaction. You'll feel the sensation. And then go get a bag of chips and ask your body and not your mind because the two voices that'll pop up one of the minds would be like, yeah, eat the whole thing. And then the other one would be like, no, get a cucumber. So play with it. Have fun with it. You're stuck in this body till the day you expire. So all I'm saying is keep an open mind. Ask questions instead of making a statement, right? Instead of saying, I'm going to die if I have one more salad. Ask yourself, what would happen if I would have a salad for lunch? And wait for the answer. How do they know what the answer is? Like how... Through bodily sensations, that's why mindfulness is so important. Because if you're going to go to the fridge and stand in front of the cucumber and ask, body, do you want a cucumber right now? You might come back or call me and say, you know, you need to be locked up in the loony bin. That's why mindfulness is so important. Important, And that's why I said for the next few days, even if you think this is strange, trust us. Be aware of your thoughts. Practice nurturing detachment. Observe the way you talk about food. Observe the way you react around food. When you see someone in your family or someone around you open a bag of chip, the sound that the bag makes, do you get like your hairs go off and you're like, where's that coming from? What is that? Why are they going to eat the whole thing? Are they going to save me some? Just start being aware and mindful of the way you react around food, the different kinds of food. When you see vegetables, you're like, ugh. Start quieting your mind and asking questions. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I reacting this way? And in time, you'll learn the different sensations because they'll show up for, you know, for you differently in your body. I'm not in your body. I don't know. But for me, I get I get goosebumps or like Kelly will show you, um, you'll lose strength. And that's something you can practice with someone in your house. But your body will literally get weak around certain foods. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's important to remember that you want to know more Sign up for a program. I'm not going to like just hand it to you here. No, it's important. Sign up for a program and you can watch me have a conversation with a cucumber. Okay. I'm I'm just saying. Okay. (laughs) Listen for a second. It's very important that I don't remember. I'm listening. It's very important. I don't remember what I was going to say. Let's watch Tay Tay. Okay. Let's show them the power of the subconscious mind. Okay. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. It's very important that you know that this is not easy stuff to do. This is not something that's going to be like, oh, I get it now. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. This is something, the reason why this is so important is because, and I want you to listen to me, it will last forever. That is the important part, is that you're not taking a pill that will make you lose weight. You are learning something that will be with you forever, and only you can make it work. I love that. I, I've said this probably in every episode and I'm going to say it again and I'm probably going to say it till my last breath, but we pay so much attention to so many things in life, but our body, the body we are born in, that we carry with us, this, this, this body that allows us to do and accomplish everything that we're, we're meant to do that, you know, allowed you to carry and grow a child in your stomach to give birth to another human being that you pop out of bed and you're, you know, we're, how often do you find yourself being grateful for it and really caring and nurturing your body that you're, you know, you have to live with it until you expire. 
So like Kelly said, it's not easy. It's not hard either. It's not difficult. It's getting past the skepticism in your mind and saying, does this really work? And just giving it a shot. Because for me, it's unfathomable to think that we're born in these bodies, but that's it. It's yeah. just a body. When something's wrong, we go to the doctor and this other human who studied medicine tells us what's wrong. And then we go home and we, there has to be more and there is more. And you have the power to discover what that is. You just have to learn to quiet your mind long enough to be able to create that communication, that communication highway, the, the connection between your body and mind. So yeah. that's brilliant. It's not, it's not easy, but it's not hard. Yeah. And think about when you were a baby and you were given food, you would know when you were hungry, you would just start crying and you would know when you were done, you would spit food out if they kept feeding it to you. True. Your body knew then. And then as you grew up, you started getting different voices and different perspectives and different reasons and different thought processes that make you change that that God-given or whoever you believe in. Yeah. Ability. And you know, we're told, we're told, you know, the, the American, I don't know if you guys have a food guide, the Canadian food guide that your diet needs to be this percentage of this and this much dairy and this much grains and this much meat and this much, that is so, uh, how do you say generalized, mm -hmm. right? But people get caught up in that. And that's, you know, very much how I was raised was potatoes, meat, vegetables. It was the whole Canadian food group. But everybody's, everybody's body is different and unique and requires different amounts of different things. Yeah. And think so, about you have a diet. You're doing an actual diet and it's not working for you because your body doesn't want that all meat diet or your body doesn't want that all kale shake every day all day so we, we think we're doing what's right for our body but really what's right for you only you know mm -hmm. only you know and your body will tell you yeah so let's watch this video it's yeah just let's watch it bye hello everyone i'm going to do a food demo for you to show you that your body actually knows what it should and should not eat and what's good for it and what's not good for it i'm going to show you first with my daughter and then i'm going to secretly invite my husband on here so he doesn't know so i cannot be held accountable for whatever happens i apologize up front enjoy okay so this is Taylor, my wonderful, beautiful daughter. Hi. Okay, put your arm out straight like this. Okay, and now resist me. Do you know what that means? So when I push down, you don't let me push. Okay, all right, good. Now hold an apple in your other hand. Okay, now put your arm out. No, put your arm out and resist me, okay? Okay, good. Now put these in your hand. What are they? They're sprinkles. Okay. Sprinklers, as MJ calls them. These are sprinkles. Okay, no, don't I eat them. Okay, so hold them in your hand and now put your arm out. Okay. And <laughs> see, you couldn't even resist me. 
Okay, now you can. All right, that was good. Now you can eat them. Okay, you can go away. Mike, can you come over, please? Bye. I didn't tell my loving husband that he was on camera, so Merry Christmas, viewers, that we have these Mario. new wonderful I don't shorts. know if they're going to see the shorts, but... Okay. Anyway, so put your arm out. Well, let's do let's do this test. So put your... <laughs> you this can't finger? do it. Yeah. So, well, let's... You get on this side. Give me your other hand. That's why I switched. Okay. So... Try and resist me, because I'm so strong. Okay, so Mike has wonderful grip strength, right? Okay, so now this. Mm, don't tell me. Is it margarine? No, this. That's good stuff. Just, and now for real. Should I learn this? Yeah, this is vitamin D. Okay. D3, good stuff. Okay. And try and resist me, but like actually, not for yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's able to completely resist me. Okay. Now. Okay. Yep. And now, cheese it. This is one of my my favorites, unfortunately. Family favorite. Yeah. So you put these in your hand. Oh. And here comes the dog. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And now try and resist me. Yeah. And see, <laughs> he couldn't resist because his body knew the difference between Jesus. good and bad. Thank you, dear. You've been wonderful. Cheers. Take a bow. Next. How amazing is that? <laughs> Yes, my my husband is amazing. <laughs> I, mean, no. I mean, yes, Mike, thank you. Bow to Mike. But honestly, and anyone can do this, okay? So part of your homework is to, you know, be more aware of your thoughts. Just be mindful of your reactions toward food. But if you have margarine in your house. Oh, so gross, so gross. Here's what you're going to do. If you have margarine in your house, get anyone from your house to help you with this. Just, you know, tell me you saw something cool online and get them to put their arm out straight. Like you saw, I'm trying to figure out where my arm is in relation to the camera. And before, you know, doing anything, just ask them to hold their arm up and press down and ask them to resist you like you saw Kelly do. And you can put an apple or a fruit or something healthy in, the hand, in their hand to show them. And then go get margarine. And you just smear a little bit, like the size of a quarter, margarine in the middle of one of their hands and even ask them to smell it and then get them to try to resist you. Here's my arm again. And you'll see, like they're just, and it's remarkable. And even, you know, the most skeptical people, strong men that I've done this with are always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get so weak. Mm -hmm. And it's not, we're not putting down margarine companies, but we're just saying your body knows exactly what you need, what feels good to you. And it's different for everyone. Um, what's another one? There's margarine. There's, you can try it with licorice. Just hold a few. Did, did I say it right? Licorice or ricklish? Licorice. Licorice. 
Reckless's friend. Okay. Um, yeah. So just, you know, hold some candies in your hands, have fun with this and really experiment and explore. And that goes back again to the talking to the cucumber. <laughs> Once you learn how powerful your body mind connection is by doing those exercises and you start feeling the sensations of the good foods of what your body does want and crave, then you'll be able to go to the supermarket pick up a sweet potato and you'll know right away. You'll feel right away. Um, that was awesome. I just love Taylor eating the sprinkles. So no. that's just my favorite part where she's like, mm, no. Um, why don't we spend some time telling people about food since um, it looks like the comments are not coming in right now. No one's commenting? No. If you guys have comments on and you're on Facebook, yeah. YouTube, put the comments in yeah. and we will answer your questions. Even if it's just a heart to let us know that, you know, our content is interesting to you and we should keep going. That's that would be helpful to us. Um, but yeah, that's from me. Do you see it? No, I put a heart for you. Where'd you put a heart? Did I have to go to the chat? I'm by the lights. Okay. Thank you for the heart. Yes. Grateful so, for the heart. <laughs> the the thing that during our training for food during our therapy sessions was the most amazing things to find out are that are actually in your food and what you're eating. And this goes back to your the yeah. pictures in your mind and the words that you're saying to yourself. So if you know what's in the food that you're eating, you most likely won't want to eat them as frequently as you are eating them. So let's take. I have something to say to that and I'm cutting you off and you can keep going. But one of the things that I did share with someone in my entourage, they were like, ew, that's gross. And they still eat it. And I don't know how you can possibly, because once you get the visual, it's nasty. So for the people out there who are like, yeah, there's tons of stuff in our food that we don't know about. We're not going to make a big deal about it. Just listen. Some stuff that's pretty questionable out there. So the first thing that really turned me off was dairy. So in dairy, there is a percentage of, so think about, cows, right? And you think about cows being milked on a daily basis. And then you think about how much they need to produce in order to be worthwhile to farmers and to the rest of the world. So they give them hormones and then they milk them so much that they're, that they're, they actually have pus coming out of their udders. So then that there is a legal amount of pus that is allowed in your milk. You're welcome. Yeah. Eating dinner. Yeah. And now think about it's in your milk, but it's multiplied when you put it in your cheese and it's multiplied when you put it in your ice cream. So when you're, uh, <laughs> um, it, your legal amount, and it's different in each country too. So there are more legal amounts that are allowed to be dispersed to the world other than the U.S. But so we're dipping our Oreo cookies in cow pus. 
Yes. It's the pus of the udders that are coming in your milk and multiplied in your cheese and multiplied again in your ice cream. So think about that when you are going for this piece of cheese to put on top of your whatever. Just think about that and you won't want to eat it, most likely. I mean, yeah. Would you like to tell them your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. Tell them, Emma. I don't know how to like, just, you know, just like tell them. Um, so you may or may not know, but I owned uh, bakeries for many, many years and that's what I did. I baked, 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 baked. So, you know, when you bake, you use a lot of vanilla extract. Um, and until I got to this module, I had no idea that vanilla extract, the artificial stuff, not the real stuff, um, is actually flavored from beaver anal gland secretion. And my thought, I mean, my first thought was like, oh my God, we're eating beaver anus. This is wild. This is yuck. This is, but then it's more like who actually thought of going up the beaver's butt to remove the gland and taste it. So for me, there's many factors why this particular one is mind blowing. Um, but yeah, so learn to read the labels because it does not say may contain beaver anal gland secretion on the bottle of vanilla extract. And so if something like that can be in something that is so widely commonly used under a name that you have no idea what it represents or what it means, um, think of what else is in the food. So again, this is not stop eating dairy, never eat cheese again. This is a, you know, change your life, only eat lettuce. That's not what we're saying. But mindfulness also comes with being conscious and aware of what you're putting in your body. And so just out of curiosity, have you ever eaten any beaver anal gland secretion? I mean, yeah, you know, beaver butt muncher. Oh. That is so yummy. It's so wild, you know, to yeah. think. And like candy. You can leave candy out on the counter for 10 years and it will not mold. And think about that when your body. Right. I mean, it'll be stiff and hard. And if you try to eat it, you'll probably break a tooth. But it will not rot or mold. Mm -hmm. So when you're being mindful about food, Kelly, what are the four R's? If you can recognize the ingredients, okay, eat it. So think about when you're reading the ingredients, you know, if the first few lines are chemicals, you know, let's move on. So if you can recognize it, if it rots. It's got to so rot. Like the. It's got to rot. Yeah. If it rots, if it roams. Yeah. So if it is an animal or anything that moves, you know, it's roaming, you can eat it. Um, and then if you can replicate it, that's if you can remake it in your own kitchen. Yeah. You know, you know we talk about the environment in our society so much. We talk about the environment and plastic, for example, right? Like a plastic water bottle takes what a hundred years to decompose. If I'm 
you know, I not brushed up on my decomposing facts, but I think it's a hundred or is it a thousand? But think of your body. If a piece of licorice can be left out on a counter and not rot ever, when it is inside your stomach and you are digesting it, it is not 100% digested right away, right? And so this takes a long time for your body to process and it kind of sticks to the side of your, I don't know what to, how the word is in English, but the your intestines, the gut, and it stays, <laughs> stays stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love when I do this. It stays like stuck to the walls like glue. Mm -hmm. So think of a water bottle that we're all up in arms, which we should be. This is our planet. This is the earth. But like you can't bury them because they don't decompose, you know, and as I'm watching that, I'm downing candy that doesn't rot. So it doesn't decompose either. Think of how much of that in your body, even if you are someone who's slender and not necessarily overweight. Think of how much gunk and junk is actually just trapped there. Mm -hmm. And that deprives your body of absorbing 100% of the nutrition that it needs. And that shows up as illnesses, as, you know, different skin conditions. Your hair doesn't grow as well. It all ties into each other. Yeah. 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 So how much fun was this? So wait, there were two other things that I wanted to make sure that we covered that everyone should know that your stomach is the size of your fist. Okay, so everything that you're eating in a meal, if it's more than the size of your fist, you're not, you don't need it. So you don't need to keep feeding yourself and feeding yourself and think the portion of that. Yeah, so think of your portion control and every time before you eat, say my stomach is the size of my fist and don't eat more than that. If you're eating like a pot of, spaghetti yeah you know you're gonna be able to eat that because of the way that they are making the food with chemicals so that you can all of it and something we didn't talk about which you know we talk about in our workshops so again sign up for our workshops we actually have a few spots left for this sunday but that it takes 20 minutes right from the time you chew your food to get to your stomach so what kelly's saying is so important because your stomach is the size of your fist you're eating, 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 eating. And then you're like, oh, I ate so much. I need to pop my butt and I ate too much because you kept eating. Yeah. So it's better to go back for seconds, 20 minutes later, than to sit there and keep stuffing your face, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Give yourself 20 minutes. Yeah. So we gave you a lot of good nuggets today. Hopefully they will help you yeah. be mindful when you're eating. You know, pay attention to what you're eating, how you're eating it, how much you're eating. But the main point is pay attention. Yeah. Just observe your thoughts, observe why you're eating it, when you're eating it. Be grateful. Yeah. You know, be grateful. If you're not eating to fuel your body, then you're overeating. Appreciate the food. Feel grateful for the food. Taste it. Take the time to taste it. And you will be... You'll eat slower, but you'll enjoy it more. And the weight, this is the best, best advice that we've just given you for maintaining a healthy weight. It's all you will ever need. You don't need a magic pill. You just need the alignment. You need to be aware. 
Yeah. yeah. If you have any questions about mindfulness, mindful eating, intuitive eating, you want to hear about more, more about how I talk to my cucumbers and my vegetables, you can come to the Facebook group. Um, we're always there. Come chat with us. Come find us. We love this. I'll find you. Come see me. <laughs> see you guys on Friday. Yeah, we'll see you on Friday. On Friday. What are we going to talk about on Friday? I was like, bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. No, we'll talk to you on Facebook. We got to go. We'll talk to you on Facebook. Bye. 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 Bye.